All right. So what's up, Maddie? We're here with Maddie Montgomery from For Today Today. Yeah. In Gramercy, That's in New right. York, on the farewell tour. Yes. So this is kind of almost the end of the farewell tour. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is the end for good? Because bands, it's never uh, really. Yes, I do think this is the end. Really? For yeah, man. I mean, like I never put all my eggs in the musician basket. You know, we're not quitting now because we have to quit, you know, and, and maybe in a few years people will get sentimental and we could come back. We're quitting right now just because it's the right thing to do. Time to move on with our lives, go into the next things that God has for us. Right. Yeah. So, so you're not ruling out like a possible one-off show or um, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I guess I can't guarantee anything, you know, um, never say never, but I wouldn't bet on it. Okay, that's that's good enough for me. All right. So, this farewell tour sort of became a global event. You guys went all over the world. Now, did you learn anything this time around, like sort of taking it in as this is the last time and just seeing how different cultures and different people sort of say goodbye to a band that maybe they love or like? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is just how universal, you know, this has been. It's It's like you have people from all over the planet really coming to these shows and saying the same things, coming to the shows for the same reason and saying the same things. And I think that's one of the cool things about the gospel is, is that the, the cross, which is at the center of the gospel right. is the great equalizer that everybody, at, you know, at the foot of the cross, no matter where, what country you grew up in or what language you speak or what kind of music even you're into, um, that, that all of us come to the cross with, um, you know, with a, a great awareness of our own need and, um, and we receive at the cross a great mercy to meet that need. And so, um, you know, so many people from all around the world, I mean, we've been in 12 countries over 61 days over the last three months. And, um, and God has, uh, uh, God has touched people's lives on all of these, you know, right. four different continents on, on all these different, uh, and all these different nations. And, um, it's been a really beautiful thing to that's, see. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I saw that almost everywhere you went, you sort of spent a few days prior preaching in these places. Now, what sort of response have you gotten from that? And do you find that after preaching and speaking to these people that a lot of these people come to shows that maybe wouldn't have? Uh, well, I've play? actually, I only did that one time. Oh, you only did Just in Brazil. Time. Yeah. And that was just the only reason the band even went to Brazil is because I was going to be down there preaching. Right. Um, so, you know, I just, yeah, I just went to preach. Um, because there was a conference there that some friends of mine were putting on and, um, and then the band said, well, if you're going to be down there, we might as well, you know, I'll fly down there and just go to a South American tour straight away after. So that's kind of what we did. But, um, you know, this thing for today has always been about the message. Right. And so there are many people that, you know, maybe they kind of like the, the music, but they love the message. And that's why, you know, that's why they follow the band. So, yeah, I think any time that the message is going to be preached, the kingdom truth is going to be preached. I think there are a lot of people that are going to respond to it. Where Jesus is lifted up, he draws all men unto himself. Sure. And your book, Lovely Things in Ugly Places, documents some of these ministering moments across the world. If you could narrow down from the stories, which one would you say was like the biggest standout in the book? And did anything happen this time around that you wish that you could have included in the book? Um, it, uh, I don't know if there's, there's one story that I, I think stands out. Maybe, um, 
maybe the story of uh, Hannah, the girl who was, uh, she was addicted to drugs. Um, she was uh, dating a Satanist. She was an atheist. Her, uh, she cut off communication with all Christians. And God began to burden me to pray for her. And I didn't talk to her. I didn't preach the gospel to her. I never met her. Um, and I uh, just began praying and praying. And then after a few months of prayer, deep intercession for this girl, um, I got a report from a friend of mine that one night she was asleep in her house with her boyfriend and I walked into to her house and woke her up and packed all of her things, put her in my car and I drove her four hours south and checked her into a school of ministry in Kansas City. Um, now, I didn't do that, but but that's the story that I was told is her boyfriend was looking for me to try to fight me because because I had stolen his girlfriend in the middle of the night and, and dropped her off at this at this uh, ministry internship. And, uh, you know, I love that story because it doesn't depend on my ability to preach at all. I didn't preach to this girl. You know, I didn't use some kind of money or network ability that I have. It's, you know, it's not, I didn't bring anything to the table in that situation. It wasn't because of how good I am or how gifted I am or anything like that. It was because I I believed that God could intervene in this girl's life, even if I could not. And so, um, so yeah, I, I love that story because it's, it's really not about me. I did not do it. Um, you know, all I did was pray for this girl and God did it. And, uh, and that's something that anybody can do. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. So no multiple Maddies. No, no. So what about, was, was there anything that happened this time around that you're like, oh man, mm. I wish, I wish this could have happened before I would have put it in the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, every night is full of miracles. There's a girl that I talked about. Have you read the book? I haven't read the book. Okay. There's a girl I talked about in, in the book toward the end of the book named Marcella. She's here at the show today. She came oh. and she brought her mom. Uh, who uh, she her mom c- cried when she met us because she, because of the impact that we we'd had on her daughter she gave her life to Christ this girl Marcella she was a, a, abused for years um, and and she didn't believe in God because she thought how could God ever let this happen to me she had an encounter with Jesus and gave her life to him in the basement of this venue uh, the last time we played here and I put it in the book and now she's back again so you know there's like I'd love to be able to update and say God is doing great things in Marcella and in her family now so um you know, there's, there's like a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, so many stories that I could tell and so many stories that I even could have included in the book that just didn't make it because I didn't really add to the narrative. So I don't know if there's one thing that I would say, I wish I could have put in the book. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's always things happening, man. That's what walking with Jesus is, is about. Yeah. You got to do a DLC for, for everyone, some downloadable content. Yeah, I should. <laughs> for, for an update. Yeah. Um, uh, so as you get ready for this next venture uh, of your life, your career, your calling, is there anything that you still need to do to prepare? And, you know, what's this immediate plan once the tour is over? Uh, you know, I've been traveling to preach at conferences and churches for a long time. And I love that, man. That's my heart. You know, I love to see the local church awaken to, to be able to be everything that Jesus died for her to be. And so uh, I'm going to be doing quite a bit of that. Um, you know, I, I also really just want to spend time investing in my city, man. I, you know, I've been, I've lived in Mobile, Alabama for four or five years now, but I've been gone the whole time. It feels like, so I'm excited to get home, man, and start seeing more people come to Christ there in my city, more people healed and, and saved and set free there in my city. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to, to go. I mean, and, and more than anything, I just want to spend time with my wife and kids, you know, I, like I, I love advancing the kingdom. I love partnering with local churches, being a part of what God is doing around the world. Um, but my favorite thing in the world is, is to be able to, 
you know, grill out and, you know, in my backyard, have my kids jumping in the pool, my wife by my side, it's nothing better. Yeah, awesome. I really can't argue with that. Uh, So earlier this year, you told Rapzilla that you'd love to make a hardcore hip-hop mixtape. So uh, is that any step closer? Do you have a better idea of what that will look like, or is that still right where you left it when you mentioned that? That's still right where I left it. So, I mean, I've got some friends who are hip-hop producers and stuff. I'll bet if if, um, if I drove up to Nashville and was like, yo, Derek Minor, let's make an EP together. Let's get in the in the lab and, and cook up an, an EP, he'd be for it. So, to be honest, it's like um, I don't have a uh, – I would love to do it, but I don't know that um, – I don't know that I have, like, the – ambition to make it happen you know what i mean if right. someone else is like yo i want to do this thing will you help me i'd be like sure but um i don't know that i want to be the guy that's like we got to do this because so now uh, you're like breathing yeah like i can live it. without it you know well, if i speak to Derek minor i might have to throw you under the bus i don't know like, yeah. that's my friend Manny, Manny said uh he's waiting for you to call him to make this hip hop <laughs> <laughs> uh so now that for today we'll be gone from the from the scene do you feel that there's another band poised to follow in your footsteps? Or, or who do you see as sort we'll, of... We'll see. There's other bands that could. Yeah. Um, the question is if they will. That's, that's up to them. Do you have anyone in particular on your radar or someone do you, that you think uh, already has the chops to sort of no. make it? No, I don't want to say that nobody has the chops to do it. I think um, whosoever would believe. Um, could could be used by God even more than for today. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think that it's, you know, it's it's not what a band has, it's what Jesus has that, that can qualify people to be used to advance the kingdom. So um, I think any band can do it. I think the question is if they will. There's some bands that are flirting with the idea right now, but we'll see if they, if they stick it out and if they really press into the heart of God. So, uh, I mean, anything else to say, do, add? Not at this point, Anything no. else you want to talk about? Nothing? No. You're good? I'm good, man. It's perfect. Right. Yeah. So, oh, well, I, this just came to me. Okay. Real quick, last one. Favorite DC talk song that's not Jesus, Jesus Freak. Freak. Yeah. Um, you know, as a kid, um, I would have said, like, Walls, maybe. Off uh, free at last, um, but uh, it's got to be free at last. It's got to be free, free at last. That song is so high. The it's the ultimate party jam. Now I feel like I should also give special mention to, um, uh, what's it called? Um, to um, what if I stumble? And and it's because as a kid I listened to the song yeah. and I thought it's just a slow song. I don't want to listen to this. You yeah. know, like skip forward, let's get to you know, one of the jammers again. But but now as an adult and specifically as someone who's in ministry and, and in a touring band, like I'm a young man, I'm in a touring band, and these guys are singing lyrics like, What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I lose my step and I make fools of us all? Will the love continue? Um, when my walk becomes a crawl. Um I, like I, I hear those lyrics and and I understand that fear, you know. As a guy that is a leader in, in a music scene, and as a guy that's like, 
you know, I'm up on stage and I'm talking about Jesus to people every night. But with that comes this incredible pressure that like, man, what if I messed up? You know, I see so many people that are falling into sin or, t- or succumbing to temptation around them. And, uh, and I think like I could do that, you know, like I could fall into some kind of crazy sin and cheat on my wife or, you know, steal money from the band or get become an alcoholic or whatever. Like people do that. And, and that could be me. And, and I think like, you know, with this great platform that we have comes this really huge responsibility and, um, and it's a, a scary thing, you know? And so I think that song really like, I, I really, song means a lot to me. I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite song, but it means a lot to me. It's a really powerful song, right. you know, and I understand where they were at when they were writing it as young men who are Christians and, and whose band is seeing success because that comes with a great deal of responsibility. It's a serious thing. Yeah. It means a lot more than I love rap music. Yeah, exactly. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That was Maddie Montgomery cool, for man. today and uh, we're done. Awesome, bro. Justin, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you. We appreciate it, man.